long, long time ago in a galaxy far away, part one of The Emperors of Tone was podcasted. Now, we present to you part two of The Emperors of Tone, in which Harry and Tomas discuss why the Force is so strong, with Jimmy Page, Eddie Van Halen, Angus Young, Richie Blackmore, Eric Johnson, Michael Landau, and Alan Holdsworth. Well, I mean... Let's face it, I think one of my favorite guitar tones of all time would be a Telecaster with the bridge pickup on with a Wawa crank to the hilt into a Fender Twin with the brightness switch on. You know, I'm talking about the bridge pickup on sound. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> who would just, that be? <laughs> that would be someone who would not be around long because I'd have to bash him in the face. That would be a disgusting sound. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, folks, you want to talk about some people that you think had a definitive tone? Jimmy Page, Stairway to Heaven guitar solo, man. That was such a kick ass. Yeah, that's an amazing kick-ass tone. solo. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it was like t- pivotal moments in your life. The first time I I heard Eddie Van Halen, I thought I, you know, it was everything. Obviously, it wasn't just the guitar tone; it was the feel. He had an amazing feel, I, and his guitar tone. You can't. I mean, you know, there's a couple pivotal moments, and I think Eric Clapton's one. I think Jimi Hendrix is one, and Eddie Van Halen is one. <laughs> His feel, his touch, and, and his tone. And he's another guy, maybe it goes back to simplicity, who claimed to just kind of crank an amp up. Now, I think the amp was modded, and he had a Variac, right? Right. He used, but there wasn't a pedal. He claimed never to have a pedal. Just, you know, to plug in and turn it up. You know? But it is manipulating in a way, and that's what a pedal does. So he's the messing with the place voltage and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But it's such a great... Such a great tone. Absolutely. No I mean, it's that beginning, what happened to his tone, too, because it just, you know, it's not that his tone is bad on later albums, it's just not unique. Right. You know, for me, his guitar tone utterly changed guitar tone. For a I lot mean, of I, people, yeah. I, I, I don't know how much more influential you can get than his guitar tone. Right. I, I would put him easily on a par with Eric Clapton's guitar tone. Think right. of what happened after him. Angus Young. Angus Young is one of the most amazing guitar tones ever. And also, simple. 
it, plug it in, turn it up. And there we go again. Here we're back to that same thing. Some of the most influential tones of for rock. us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything I ever say for the rest of my life is nothing but my opinion. <laughs> so me. So I mean, I mean, yeah. Richie Blackmore back in the Purple Days. Weird, man. I, I, incredible tone, and, and needless yeah. to say, I mean, incredible players. Mm. But I mean, I guess a little bit more into the '70s, we got uh, Eric Johnson. And you know, he's using pedals. He's using super saturated Marshalls. But he really did come up with uh, uh, maybe a little bit slinkier, slippery kind of a. Uh, a tone. Wasn't Eric Johnson using a fuzz as well? It's like a combination of a fuzz and a distortion. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's there's people that know a whole lot more about Eric Johnson than myself. Or and, me. Uh, yet, you know, you read that he used uh, you know the Chandler tube driver to saturate the Marshall. Uh, wouldn't it be ironic if that's all bull and he basically just plugged right into a Marshall? Right. And that's why it sounds so damn good. I guess the, the real trick is uh, finding the sweet spot of an amp and being able to play it at that volume without killing too many people. Yeah. Because that's, that's where any amp is going to just sing. But, I mean, really? Landau? I mean... Yeah, Michael uh, Landau is one of my favorite tones ever. of pedals but still such an honest vibe coming from him you know when you say lots of pedals like what's a lot of pedals you know yeah, well look look who you're talking to man I mean, yeah. we're gonna do another podcast about <laughs> seven overdrive units <laughs> at the same time <laughs> yeah but yet retaining some sort of a pleasing sound yeah too many pedals uh, yeah, Land- when it sucks, we, we just went through pedals. a billion players all at once. The the Landau for me is huge mammoth. Yeah. I think he's one of the best guitar tones for me ever. But you know when you listen to him, you can say, well, Hendrix. Hendrix. You know, How can we not talk about Hendrix? But there are some records that I think Hendrix had one of the most hideous guitar tones I ever heard. Yeah. But of course, I don't think he wanted them released, or he would have released them. They all got released after he was dead. Hmm. But. Uh, Electric Ladyland? Oh my god. People are still searching for that sound. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, what was the treble booster? I keep bringing that up, but yeah, I know Brian that they used the treble booster. A lot of the British guys used that. Uh, to to the push booster. the amp, right? Sure, sure. Now, the treble booster wasn't a distortion pedal, was it? It no. was just a boost. It's a clean boost, but I think it also, it. I mean, uh, I'm just guessing, but it probably boosts the treble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I might be wrong. But I, I think they really used it more. Uh, Doesn't seem like a good idea in. with uh, with certain Yeah, hands. I mean some of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no I wonder mean, their their uh, <laughs> hearing went. Another trick some of these guys used in those times was using an Echoplex, because it had a tube preamp in it, and going through that 
preamp created a, a buffer effect and, and it altered the tone in a, in a very pleasing way. But yeah. often, they didn't realize it. I mean, they, or they didn't analyze it maybe. Yeah. And years, years later, you know, they're coming up with ways of addressing it based on analyzing it. Mm. But in that time period, they just, I mean, plugged into an amp, occasionally an Echoplex or a Trouble Booster or whatever, and the tone just came out and there it was. It was awesome. Hmm. How about Leslie West? For plug, plugged uh, yeah. into a PA system. Did he really? That's that's what wow. he used, a Sun PA system. I had no idea. Yeah. What are the chances? It wasn't even a guitar amp, but he came out with an incredible sound. Yeah, Mississippi Queen. You can imagine how loud that was, guys. <laughs> wow. Um, well, Holdsworth. throwing it all out here we're not waiting i thought we would pause more we're, we're throwing it all out <laughs> all at once yeah um it, it's a smorgasbord of tone um That's holdsworth it. to me is pivotal and big time in every way i couldn't agree more and one of the best guitar tones i've ever heard in my He's life a guitar player right I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the chef. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jose Holdsworth. <laughs> yeah. Works at the local... Uh, the, the other Holdsworth. <laughs> Holdsworth didn't want to play guitar. And maybe that's part of getting a unique tone. He wasn't trying to make the guitar sound like a guitar. He um, purposely wanted to make the guitar have the sustain and the liquidy sound of a wind instrument like saxophone. Sure. And did so by adding compression and using for a fusion guy, or especially for someone that plays in the jazz fusion genre, a lot of gain comparatively to some of those guys. Right. Um, thin strings. He kind of goes against everything that you would think would create um, a good guitar tone in sure. some ways. And he's completely, utterly unique in every way as a player, as a human being. And um, as as a guitar tone, I was lucky enough to have uh, dinner with Alan Holdsworth a couple years back. Mm -hmm. That was nice. I seem to have heard a few stories about that. Actually, <laughs> it was good stuff. But uh, um, th the reason I bring it up is just that he uh, went about creating his guitar tone t by not trying to sound like a guitar player. And that, to me, is why he sounds unique. You know, the, the, we all, especially nowadays, you know, uh, going back to has it all been done before, hmm. it, you know, when you're a younger player and you um, get all your information from, uh, you know, YouTube and you check out videos of uh, Pepper and get all your, you know, your, 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 uh, your <laughs> if you haven't seen these guys, this guy's videos, man, you, you got to see him. There's something else. Um, <laughs> I'm working on that share odd picking, my friend. That, that, that's just scary. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's just one of a trillion people on YouTube that are just, you know, putting out their ideas, which are, it's not wrong or right. It just is. It's not, it wasn't as easy 
to you know when you wanted to find a guitar tone and you only had enough money for one or two records yes we're talking about records folks oh and uh and you know you had a crappy you know mono stereo and you know what i mean like it was hard. The information was harder. Nowadays, we have podcasts like we're doing to mm. talk about tone. We have yeah. discussions from everyone under the sun. As long as you are motivated enough to talk about it, and there's a lot of people that are motivated. I, I, you can waste years not doing anything on YouTube, just watching other people talk about what they like and don't like, and what what their opinions are about you know um, their tone and how to get the best tone. And you're you're not doing something unique because you're copying somebody else and trying to do exactly what they do. Holdsworth was trying to be not a guitar player; he was trying to be a saxophone player. Yeah. It's just that he had a guitar. It was unfortunate in his eyes that he had, had to play guitar. You know, he probably would have rather play a wind, wind instrument like saxophone yeah. at a savant level. I mean, that absolutely just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's just you know, I don't. I think that we're all gonna you know whatever a thousand years from now people will remember a couple a handful of guitar players and alan holdsworth will be one. Oh, i agree you've been listening to a tone podcast produced for the musicians lab be sure to check out all of our podcasts at the musicianslab.com or look for our podcasts at the itunes store